guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. Corey Adam. School, baby. Minneapolis comedian. You can catch him at Acme next weekend. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey Adam Comedy. And what is the uh, podcast again, Corey? Uh, Sunday Night Fights. Uh, Sunday Fights at Twitter. Sunday Fights at everything except for the dot com because apparently there's a virus. Okay. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Sunday Fights got, on all the social media yeah, platforms. Except for the dot com. Don't okay, go there. I guess right. it's infected. Gotcha. I bought it on GoDaddy and pointed it to a Facebook account. Oh, no. And now the splash page just says it's infected and I cannot possibly understand how that has to do with me. So, is it infected uh, with things that uh, will violate your eyes or just I mean that's what we're here to find out. We're I mean <laughs> we're on terrestrial radio. Go go like if you got a really awesome computer for the holiday season, just go ruin it by going to sundayfights.com. <laughs> Just like, you know you what? Know. Just go to score North. That it's just gonna, it's off. just gonna consume you with worse sports takes than Rami. It's no big deal. <laughs> That's impossible. That no, it just, it just plays Judd takes. Dude. I proved that day in and day out right here on Score North Live. I got a lot to catch up with with okay, you. Yeah. Start starting with this is really rigid for you, and you're like rapid fire. I like this. I, I wanted to get to a lot with wow. you because I know you have thoughts, Corey Adam, Ooh. and you have horns. Um, the, the end of the Viking season. You're yeah. you're the biggest Vikings fan I know personally. Yeah. Like I talk to Vikings fans all the time, but you're the biggest Vikings fan I know personally. But you're that rare mix of passionate, but also realistic. Like yeah. you, you get your hopes up high, but you're not surprised when you're let down. Well, yeah. I mean, I, how do you I, feel about I, the I, end I, of the season? I'm a real. Well, I mean, that was the most Viking thing ever, right? I mean, if all of us are honest, we should have seen that New Orleans game coming from a mile away because we will, like, the nice thing to me is that we won that New Orleans game and that saved Zim and Kirk Cousins. And if you don't like those two and you think that they should be off the team, you probably don't understand football and I don't care about your takes. Hello. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> oh, oh, wow, hi. Are you a hater? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? I don't think that they can win a Super Bowl with either of them. I good. I don't care. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. Let's keep, keep getting then, to the playoffs. Do you not remember what's when, the like... the point? The point is to not have losing seasons. The point is to win a Super Bowl. No, the point is to, to cash in a better record than the Packers. That is always the point. And you didn't do that either. <laughs> yeah, but we get to watch Aaron cry when he goes to San Francisco this week. We sure lost about the that? team that's going to... Oh, yeah. I'm sure about that. Oh, I... I'm not saying betting's illegal or anything, but push all the money on the Niners, baby. <laughs> so you weren't at all surprised or let down no. by the Vikings oh, are you loss against me? the 49ers. I've been watching you the Vikings my coming? whole life. Are you kidding me? A lot the, Niners, pe- the Niners, I knew exactly how that game was going down by the second possession. When we did that three and out, and then the score happened in the three and out, I'm like, oh, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think the problem is is that Zim. I don't know that Zim ever will win us a Super Bowl. He's very bad at clock management, and that always bothers me. So how can you be okay with the guy if you're saying Andy Reid is bad at clock that? management? Like I don't care. Like, like Andy Reid's got a quarterback. He also doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He might this. Would year. you rather have Andy Reid as yes. a coach? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Then you can't say anything about Zim. They're basically the same thing. Mm. Yeah. No. Garbage. Garbage game managers that make really good teams around each other. Same guy. One is offensive minded, one is defensive minded. I'd rather be offensive minded with an MVP quarterback. Yeah, he reached the Super Bowl in what two conference championships now? But that's why I'm not I'm not anti Mike Zimmer. I think he's a really good head coach. But my whole thing is I'm I'm and I wouldn't even say I'm anti Kirk Cousins. Just Kirk Cousins doesn't work with the Mike Zimmer philosophy. Well, I think it's a problem of styles and not not necessarily philosophy. I think it was just they were so determined. And I don't know if this this I think is actually a Spielman thing. They're so determined to get the best player on the board 
that they don't really care. And so I think it was really interesting, and nobody really talked about this when it happened, but we went and got Kirk Cousins, who is basically just a piece of furniture in the pocket, right? Right. And then we expect him to integrate with this quote-unquote mobile screen-led offense. And I think that's a really weird mismatch. And so I wouldn't commit to Mike to uh, Kirk Cousins long-term. My whole thing is if I'm moving on at quarterback, I'm moving on at head coach because I'm moving into this new era of football. Mike Zimmer doesn't think along the lines I just of don't this see, new era I just don't see any quarterback or coach on the market that I would rather have right now. Trade up and get Tua is what we've been talking about. I'm okay with that, actually. That doesn't, to... that doesn't make me as angry as I thought it was. It would. What about was, trading was. Dalvin Cook? That's another thing people have been kicking around. With one year left on his contract and probably no, looking for a big I would get rid of Diggs. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't. By the way, he just tweeted, and I don't know what this is alluding to, be careful what you wish for. He tweeted that this Good. morning. Goodbye. Diggs should have been gone, man. If you want to be a baby and pout in a game that we're winning because you're not getting targeted, I don't want you on my team. And this year, early this season, the thing that drove me absolutely nuts is he's that kind of diva that will just whine and whine for targets. And then he had, he was averaging like one drop a game. You don't get to drop balls and then get mad when you're not targeted. And you definitely, I don't care. I don't care if he's like, oh, my team knows me, this and that. I don't care, man. You cannot be throwing fits in a game that you're winning. We disagree on this too. Cause I don't, I don't have good takes. And I disagree with Romney a lot. <laughs> a, you're, you're not a good take. A, Shut your up. star wide receiver takes. should be getting more than three targets. And B, sure, but he shouldn't be pouting when he doesn't. No, but by all accounts, he wasn't pouting. He was just getting his team fired up. I mean, he can say that, but like that's not what the post conferences say all throughout the year that it happened. I mean, if this was an isolated event, if this just happened in that game, I could look past it. But this is a thing with Diggs that that's is a true. continuing it's a ego. There's yes, a pattern. There. And eventually, and if you, you know see it enough it times. It helped them. Yeah, Diggs, Diggs went AWOL for a couple days, and then the Vikings suddenly became a good team. Your guy Judd has said that Stephon Diggs should be exe- ex- NFL Executive of the Year and MVP for the... the and the, I have bad takes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? You think Diggs should be the MVP? <laughs> Why not? Mean, he, executive of the Year, you're for just, sure. No, you're just sitting there being a contrarian. <laughs> I, I know what you're doing. No, I can see you. I know what you're doing. No, that's not. No, that's just he's got, you can't see him because it's the radio, but he's got both of his fingers crossed. High in the air as he's talking. <laughs> so ultimately, you're not that heartbroken over the end of the Viking season. You kind of saw it coming, and you're no, good I moving mean, forward. My, Zimmer and Cousins. I, I'm glad that we won that New Orleans game because it keeps their jobs. And again, I don't. There's nobody for me. There's nobody on the free market right now that I would rather have than Zim as a coach. And he okay. does have a lot of a lot of flaws. I mean, his his clock management is suspect. And I think you're absolutely right. I think he doesn't understand offense, and that kills us. But I mean, if we get a good offensive coordinator in, it shouldn't really matter, right? No, if you get a good quarterback, if you have like an elite quarterback, very little matters. You can still win a lot of football games like that. This was put to to me on Ventline today in a way that I think is really interesting. To win a Super Bowl, you need to either have an elite quarterback and a good team, or a good team and an elite, or an elite team and a good quarterback. And the Vikings have neither. What about what about all the teams that won with elite defenses and just mediocre? Yeah, that's what he means by an elite elite team. Oh, an elite team. I thought you meant elite offense. All right. No, an elite team and a good quarterback. I agree with that. I one hundred percent agree. Or an elite quarterback and a good team, and the Vikings have neither. And the quarterback the quarterback is I don't think you can say that like Cousins is a bad quarterback. No, he's an average quarterback. But I think that he's He's the kind of quarterback that if you have a top two defense, you could win a Super Bowl. And they don't have it. 
Right now, but they have a, one of the biggest. De- I mean, Zim is and a defensive. That's it. what when they signed Cousins, that's what they thought they had, and they thought they were adding Cousins to an already great team. And because of oh, regress- well, because of regression on the defense, that ended up not really. I also being think the case. that just going after him was kind of a mistake in the fact again that you're going after a passing quarterback when you want to be a run first team. That's weird. Okay, like mobile. Like I said, even when I disagree with him, I like I like your thoughts on on sports. So I want to like I rapid fire. Yeah, we're going some quick. of these stories in sports this week. I don't get twins texts from you very often. Like yeah. you'll shoot me something about the Vikings every once in a while. After the Donaldson sighting, you just texted me twins, baby, with yeah, an exclamation oh. point. Oh, I love. It. Here's the thing with the twins, and, and this is this. I'm sure you're gonna hate this take too, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I get so excited when they just do anything. Like I like the twins. I that. You know what I mean? Like because it's like I, like when's the last time they actually went out there and did, it was like what Jim Tomei? Was that the last time they got like super excited? Like and the, I think we need. I think we need. Pitching, so I thought Donaldson was a funny trade, anyways. But was Jim Tomey exciting when he came here? Wasn't he oh. like ninety? No, having a big well, power stick. He uh, he wasn't like a huge in terms of dollars and cents. He wasn't a huge signing in that regard. If but, you take out steroid allegations, he's the home run leader in the last twenty years. But he in the the good year he had in two thousand ten, he essentially carried their offense yeah. for the second half of the season that year. And having a guy on that team that just cranked some humdingers, it was the best. I mean, Tomei, like I, I've never been a big White Sox fan, so I didn't care about him until it's like Favre. He didn't exist till he played for us. But their largest free agent signing ever, Manny, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the pitcher. Fifty five million dollar contract. Well, there was Ricky Nolasco and there was Irv Santana. Irv Santana is the guy I'm thinking sure. of. That was be- yeah. and that was fifty five million dollars. That was the largest free agent signing the Twins had ever made, other than re-signing their own guys like. Well, Joe that's Maurer. the problem. Is a lot of the times they go out there, and especially when Target Field was new, they got that. Uh, what was it the was it a third baseman from Japan? What was the guy they like got in the bids for from Japan? They went oh, out Mishioka. Yeah, Mishioka. And the thing was is that they it was that and, and then they was, did their numbers uh Bungho Parker Cup. Right, and later. they and they spent all this money on all these people that didn't work out. And then of course the owners are like, Oh, see, this is why we're small ball. This is why we don't spend no money. You know? <laughs> and then that's why that's why I get excited to see them do anything. And and ironically, I would have rather had a pitcher, but you know, whatever. I just like to see him making moves. See, Mackie said, and it got me thinking, like, as much as I wanted a pitcher, the pitchers who are on the market this year, do they move the needle? Do they have the no, impact? No, we should have got, got a pitcher before the trade deadline no, no, what last I'm saying year. Is, t- yeah. take and the- then we could have had somebody, but now it's like, oh. And I think I think Donald's, I think this is a good signing with what we could have gone on again. Makes him a lot better. But it's so cool to see, and, and, and I've seen it the last two years with the Twins. They are doing things to try to win. Now, so you're buying into what they're trying to do. I, I'm not saying that I think it will work. Work like, but I think that the team is genuinely trying to get better, which is not something they do by opening their purse strings very often. And they do it. The, the Twins do it strategically here and there, and you can really tell when they're trying to just load their roster. And this this was a go out there and load your roster move, and I love that stuff. All right, let's get into some funner things. The Astros cheating scandal. Oh, the best. Right? I, I, I I've been saying this throughout the show. There are so many layers to it. I don't even know. Where to start? Just well, my favorite, my favorite thing to do, and you and I were talking about it before. My favorite thing to do is, and everybody listening, go do this. Right, just Google uh, Astros home run highlights from that year, and it's the funniest thing ever because you just watch, and you're like, okay, okay, and then you just you can hear the trash can, you just hear it. There's a guy, I don't know if you guys follow him, he, his uh, handle on Twitter is Jomboy, J-O-M-B-O-Y, and I don't know who this dude is. Like Jamba Juice, but boy? Yeah, kind okay. of. This is the new era of media where like is seemingly obscure people 
are are tied in. This guy has been on top of the on top of baseball stories like as much as just about anybody, and he's really just some dude making videos in his house who apparently knows some people. So anybody covering sports inside of baseball, but he knows people inside. Like he's he's cited sources before and been right about things. And, oh, that's weird. And he says that. And yesterday there was that account that was allegedly Carlos Beltran's niece that they said is not Carlos Beltran's niece, <laughs> who said they were using electronic devices. He said at least five people in baseball have told him the same things that the Astros and other teams are wearing those electronic devices but he does a great job what made me think about it was you were, what you were just saying it's video breakdowns yeah. of how the Astros cheated if you check them out on YouTube or on Twitter at John Boy it's amazing and it's clear as day like now in hindsight knowing what we know and looking back at these highlights it's insane just how out in the open it was yeah. and how brazen and blatant they were about the I whole thing. I think that that, yeah, and that's the whole thing. I mean, as a stand-up comedian who's gone through Houston before, like, I hate that city. And so I love when stuff like this happens to them. Like, when they, when the Astros won that championship, <laughs> I was very angry. So I love that we're just going to put asterisks all over. I mean, the, the bottom line is, though, is that none of this matters unless they take away the pennant, which they're not going to do. And we didn't get to that last segment. Like, how, should. how far should they go with this? I think you have to take, like, I don't Let's know. Let's just relocate the Astros. Put them in Montreal. Yeah, go back. Yeah, you're, you're the Expos now, buddy. So Tampa, you got to find somewhere else to play. Yeah. Tampa, you screwed up when you took Devil out of your name. And you changed now, the uniforms. Oh, those uniforms are garbage. No, the, the old ones were the best. No, they, no, the new ones. I'm saying oh, the new ones yeah. are trash. The I, old like ones the, are great. I didn't like the old ones or the new ones. I think they're all trash. I like the old ones. The old ones made it look like trash. you were... Whoa. That's okay. Are mommy and daddy getting a divorce? Fantastic. <laughs> Are you guys getting a sports divorce? <laughs> We've never been sports together. Sports talk radio divorce. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I don't want to see him any side of the break. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm, I mean, I don't know what stripping the title does. I keep saying this. Well, like, it, like the thing makes is. Makes me feel better. Yeah. And if you're, I just, I don't know how you can have this happen. You know, it's, it's like the USC thing with Pete Carroll. At some point, you just have to strip them and just move on. Because if this is as brazen as it clearly looks, and, and like I said, go anybody listening, go watch highlights of it. And it's like Rami was saying, it's so in the open that you almost feel stupid that none of us saw it during the course of that season. I mean, we like anybody that's ever watched anybody cheat in sports should have picked up on that. Especially with, especially in the thing that's like, the heartbreaking part is watching the reaction on the pitchers' faces because they know what's happening. Every time they throw an off-speed pitch, it goes yard, and they're like, "What? Why are they banging on trash cans?" There was a a video that's now gone viral. Like when it happened, I remember people going, "What is he smiling about?" Now everybody knows what he's smiling about, and it's gone viral. Aroldis Chapman when Altuve hits a game-winning home run off him to in the ALCS to go against the World right? Series. Yeah, he's standing on the mound with a smirk on his face. Right. I, I remember when it happened. Yankees fans were like, "What's he so happy about?" He just gave up the game-winning home run. That was him smiling, kind of going, "Gotcha." I know what just happened yeah. here. And today, Danny spotted this. He tweeted. Just popcorn emojis. Araldis Chapman just Boy, tweeted. Yeah. And popcorn. <laughs> Did he really? And the, the gif of uh, oh, yeah. Michael Jackson, Michael eating, Jackson popcorn. eating popcorn. <laughs> awesome. It's a, I, I think you're giving the Black Sox treatment. I think a bunch of these guys deserve yeah. season-long suspensions, think, if not more. Well, and I think the big thing with the, the Astro thing is the way that they were doing it. Clearly, everybody in that locker room knew. Oh yeah, for you know, sure. There's nobody. There's nobody in the dugout that didn't know what was happening. So it's on. It's on everybody. I think you actually suspend the franchise for a year. Don't hate it. You but know I mean, what I mean? Just say like you're like give them the Penn Penn State treatment. But you, then what? 
What? Like, what do you do with the What do you do with those games on the schedule? You laugh at them. When have the Astros ever been give relevant the when they didn't change? And the division is only what three teams then? Or four teams? I mean, give give. All right, give here's what you do. Here's what you do, guys. Wins. No, no, I got this. Astros I got go this. Here's what we do. One sixty-two. We break up the Astros. Right? They're just gone. Every single player that's good gets the option to sign with the Twins, <laughs> or. They go play for the Saints. That's on them. They what? cheated. That's on them. What? Yeah. How did the Saints get into this? Because you don't get to play Major League Baseball anywhere outside of Minnesota anymore. Why does Minnesota benefit? What? Why does Minnesota benefit? Because we need this. <laughs> Have you been paying attention to the Twins? I mean, they do have the most consecutive playoff losses. What do you think? They're just going to juice the balls and we're going to get really bombas again? No, man. That's what happened last year. I know. All right, the last thing I want to get to with you, Corey Adam, comedian, in studio. Follow him at Corey Adam Comedy. Catch him at Acme Comedy next weekend. Is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. All the nonsense that he was up to after the national championship. Again, layers, levels to this thing. I love this. This is, is, like, I'm not a big Beckham guy. I've always kind of hated him, but this this made me kind of like him. Like, I love when he's out on the field high-fiving people, giving them money. And every time he does, you're just like, oh, that kid's getting arrested. Oh, and that kid's getting arrested? Oh, and that kid's getting arrested? I mean, not arrested. arrested, but suspended or something. Well, oh, they're getting in trouble. You can't just you can't just take wads of money from people publicly. Come on. Sure you can. I'd do it. Give me money. I'll take it. You're not a college athlete! I was. You couldn't have done it then! What'd you play in college? Football. What division? Two. Yeah, he can have some money. It's fine. <laughs> nobody's paying attention. Yeah, nobody's paying. There's no cameras. Nobody You're fine. Cares yeah. if a Division two kid gets paid? Yeah. Ready Fork to cares a thousand dollars for yeah. the second best team on the Johnnies? You don't have to name any names or even programs. But do you know of Division two players who are getting extra benefits? Like, um, does that go on at that level? One time, <laughs> what, uh, one time, one of my coaches bought me Subway, and he told me I couldn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about that. That's how ridiculous the NCAA He's like, is. This is a rules violation. No one can know about this. I'm like, it's a six inch sandwich. If Are anybody, you kidding me? If anybody no. asks, if anybody asks, this was not a foot long. Yeah. That's so, so great. I, yeah, it's I got like four dollars and fifty cents. I went like, you, and then he made you walk home so he didn't get in trouble. <laughs> like I don't care that Odell Beckham Jr. is giving these kids no. money; they should be getting paid. But oh yeah, I think doing the, it at like the fifty yard line in front of every yes, camera no, in the in world front of is cameras, crazy. In front of, like there's one shot. There's one shot. And I don't know who the player is, but there's one shot where Beckham is like high five. Like he counts out the money and then like high fives it. And it's so funny because in the shot. There's somebody on TV like doing a news wrap up. Yeah, right, like right, right there, in like, front of him. He literally like, oh, is that on TV? Check this out. This guy's getting paid. By the way, Joe Burrow, can we all agree is a snitch, right? Yes, yeah, because yes. that's how we found out it was real I, money. They were it's saying, funny. Joe Burrow went from my like favorite story in football to just like screw that snitch. <laughs> Like I'm out. Like no wonder. No he's wonder. Undraftable. No he, wonder. Yeah. No wonder Ohio didn't want you, you narc. And he said he was like, "Hey, I'm right? not. A, I'm like, not a student no, athlete I anymore." Think, dude, his Hollywood story is completely trash to me now. <laughs> like completely. He had he had one of those stories where if you showed up at a Hollywood director's, like I wrote this script based on real life, they'd be like, "Oh, nobody will buy this. It's not realistic, right?" That's right. how that's how crazy his story is. But now we know that he's probably just dry snitching on everybody in Ohio, and they're right. like, "Get this snitch out of here." He's going to tell everybody that we're getting our players Subway sandwiches, and we don't need that. Honestly, well, he's going back to Ohio because he's going to be playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. No, he's going to be playing for the cops because he's a snitch. Honestly, had he snitched on Ohio State more, I'd like him a lot. 
That's true. Now the other now, so I kind of can defend Odell Beckham Jr. in giving out the money because I want NCAA players to get paid. Whatever. Well, that's a ridiculous with how much money goes through there that the right. players don't get played. The paid. thing that's... I couldn't defend, and Danny was arguing with me on this, is he was charges were pressed, an arrest warrant was put out because he slapped a, a security officer. On the behind. It's not a real cop. That shouldn't even be a crime. But that's just, Thank you. No. Right? No. And this, I hate Have you finally met, no, no. a good I, take from I hate Corey. Being the Shut adult. up. I hate, being, <laughs> I hate being the adult in the room. When, why do I have to be the adult in the room on this thing? Like, you look like you're rebooting a Bon Jovi album. You're not the adult in this room. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I Get off your pedestal, Moldy no, Locks. Shut what, up. The, the reason why I say that they almost have to press those charges. Now, nothing is going to come of pressing the charges. He's not going to go to jail. He'll no. probably pay some fine, issue some apology, and the whole thing will go away. But by making it a story, by pressing the charges and making it a story, you're saying, hey, man, that can't happen. And that can't happen. You can't have open season on, on, s- on, on uniformed security officers at stadiums. Security guards are nobody, Ron. I mean, you, but you have can't you ever met? That. Have you ever met a mall security guard? Like yes. a mall security guard? Yes. Those I are disrespected them plenty Those when I was a teenager. But I'm not defending it now. Those are horrific subhuman beings. <laughs> I just picture those are people that those are people that want to be cops, but they couldn't pass a physical, and now they're going to make it everybody at the Spencer gift shops problem. But that- that's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: you're not a hero because you go. I mean, they were going around carting kids in the locker room because they're smoking. Cigars. I get it. I no. know that's crappy. They should be doing right, that. Right. But at the same at the time, moment, no, no. At the moment that you are trying to card kids, like, okay, so first off, you're trying to card kids that got off the field, right? You're an idiot. You think anybody's playing football with their wallet on them? Oh, yes, sir, officer. Let me reach beneath my thigh pad and pull out my driver's license. All this shows that these people are horrible. And guess what? I'm just mad he didn't spank more security guards. Come at me. What I'm saying is, if you're the New Orleans Police Department and that video and that video goes viral, yeah, now it's open. Now anybody can go around spanking cops or spanking security officers. They're not man. real cops. No, they're but, tin fins. But, <laughs> but they're there for a like, reason. You could go down to a department store and get a fake badge. That makes you as much of a cop as a security guard. I, didn't say, I misspoke when I said cop. You can't. Not even security guards can you have that precedent set that you can jerk, put your hands on them. Here's the thing. He can't do that legally. I get that, right? But who cares? He's rich. Do you understand that? Did like, you not see the money he was right, handing out? Right. He's there. Literally, he's there. He's there handing out money like some kind of football Santa Claus. And you think that all of a sudden he's going to be mad? Because what's going to happen? Is that guy going to get an assault charge? No. He's going to make a big ruckus, and he's going to settle out of court. Because guess what? This hypocrite wants money, too. Nobody, like, he's probably excited. He probably went home to his wife and been like, Hey, honey, you see this buttocks? Bill Beckham Jr. touched it. Brian tweets into the show. He says, most of the guys that do event security are off-duty cops. Events do it so they have well-trained people working security and the cops get Find out if this guy's a real cop. If this guy's a real cop, I respect him. Otherwise, he's a tin fan. He didn't look like a real cop. No, of course he didn't. He looked like Barney Fife. Ian Rappaport reported that he's not a real cop. Right. He is a... uh, so check it guard. out. If you're a police officer listening, thank you for your service, and I appreciate it. But you hate security guards, too, and you know it. 
Nothing. I remember when I used to work security, man. Nothing. Nothing was better. I worked security in Las Vegas uh, when I moved out there, and I was doing comedy. But my day job was a security guard. You will never see eye rolls deeper and more just hateful than a cop talking to a security guard that wants to be a cop. <laughs> Because that security guard is taking out a notebook, and he's like, well, it's a 10.05 down on the lawn. Uh, I uh, I monitors his activities for you. And they're just literally, uh-huh, thank you. And their eyes are rolling so hard, it's rolling the rest of their head. Nobody cares about this. Meanwhile, somebody's walking out of the stadium with Tom Brady's game-worn jersey after the Super right? Bowl is over. Okay, well, that security That's guard pretty... wasn't doing his job. That doesn't mean that this that it's open season on security guards. I would though. argue if you're letting Tom Brady get robbed, you're doing your job. I have job. to say, though, the best argument in defense of Odell Beckham Jr. is he's rich, he can do whatever he wants. Yes! Because that is, that's, that's you, the truth. What, like, that's, at, the, that's at the bottom line of this, the only thing that's going to happen is a fiscal punishment. Guess what? You're not going to financially punish Odell. Like, you're going to throw him in jail over this? You're not. All right. Like, the dude just wants money. It's a money 